the Biden regime coup continues to tighten its grip on America, we are experiencing a very severe and a most progressive erosion of our personal freedoms. It would take a severely mentally challenged imbecile to not recognize this fact by now, or perhaps maybe a few who listen only to the CNN and like propagandists. But if you're half awake, if you're looking around at the evidence, we see much harm being done to our people and to our nation. In fact, the Biden insurgent assault team is now full steam ahead. They know that they only have about three years to fully destroy America and to wipe out completely our Constitution. They do consider themselves all-powerful, omnipotent, almost like God himself. But thank God, and I do thank our merciful God, people are finally starting to push back in a more significant way. Cells of resistance are forming everywhere in America. The Freedom Torch is actually beginning to shine a little brighter. There is yet hope to save America. The Freedom Torch must never be extinguished. We are still, however, handicapped by a crucial flaw, a flaw so severe and so serious that we must not ignore it. And this is it. We are still very scattered. We are still very disorganized and therefore still quite ineffective in fighting this major strike against our free republic. We must now join forces as never before in order to save our sweet land of liberty. But how do we do that? Welcome back to Unity Without Compromise on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Steve LaTulip. Today, I would like to discuss the importance of uniting our conservative, patriotic army into a true fighting force so that we might actually preserve, or should I say, restore freedom in America. Let's be honest, we are not free. You've heard what Joe Biden said that until we get a 97 to 98% vaccination rate, we will never return to normal. Well, 97 to 98% will never happen, and they know that. So the writing is on the wall. If you expect to have any return to normalcy, to receive back your God-given rights to life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness, well, if you live in America, you can forget it under the current regime. It is not going to happen. We will continue to suffer under a perpetual pandemic, only the pandemic will continue to grow worse and worse and worse. And there are scientific explanations for that, and the political explanations are plain before our very faces. Victory will never come through diversity. We must remember that only 
in unity and for a righteous cause will we win this war. Yes, I'm talking about unity without compromise, the very title of this radio show. And we must have both unity and no compromise to be effective warriors. And therefore, what we really need to do today is to identify the ways that we are actually compromising ourselves, compromising our own individual beings, compromising our tactics as we fight this evil enemy, this domestic enemy called the United States government. If we can't recognize and recognize and reconcile and rectify our weaknesses, then we will forever be a weak force and we could very well lose this war. And I refuse to accept that. Let's go back in history just a short ways and realize that disunity was actually the chief obstacle to overcome as our nation was being born, figuratively, the original 13 colonies were suffering very severe labor pains in trying to give birth to our new experiment as a citizen-based government. Because real leaders, let's face it, real strong leaders are independent thinkers with strong personalities. These men were not pushovers and they spoke their minds. And their opinions often varied significantly. Some were not even for the uh, independence of the 13 colonies. Some wanted to remain loyal to the higher government, to the king of Great Britain, of England. But they were not pushovers. Everyone spoke their mind. How could you achieve unity with such a crew coming together to decide what to do to, dis to actually determine the fate of America. It was no easy task. They all had what they considered solutions to end government tyranny, because remember, tyranny was the real issue. Great Britain was oppressive to the United States, to the 13 colonies. They were taxing them. They were telling them what they could and could not do and they were imposing it to the point that they said they would go to war if necessary. Well, that was the breaking point. See, initially, these individualists all wanted to have their say. They wanted to be heard, and they also wanted to be first in the battle. They wanted to have the limelight, and they wanted to be properly recognized for their great contribution for such a great undertaking. But how could they actually achieve what they wanted when everybody was not pulling together? There were all kinds of obstacles that they were facing. When Great Britain decided that they were going to actually declare war on the United States of America, the frontiermen, the patriots of old, had all kinds of problems. They were lacking in supplies. They were lacking in recruits. They were trying to recruit American Indians. They were trying to recruit, recruit farmers and people who were not actually 
uh, well-trained warriors. There was a shortage of weapons, of ammunition, of food, of clothing, of housing, of all kinds of resources. If you read back in the history of America about what really happened in the constitutional time when this was being formulated, you would ask yourself, how in the world did they ever pull it off? But finally, when push came to shove, and when Great Britain was sending forth its ships into our harbors filled with soldiers, then finally they chose to unite for the sake of the greater cause of freedom. And you know this rest of the story. They got the job done. The option was to either unite all the forces or perish under the unleashed wrath of the most powerful military force of that day, the British Empire. They chose to unite forces. And right now, here we are again. We are now facing the second revolutionary war. It is here. It is upon us. We are at war, and we are being attacked by a very evil, rogue government. Here we are in much the very same predicament as our predecessors, only the oppressor now is our own government, not a government in a faraway land. The United States government has gone bad and is being ruled by socialists, by Marxists, by communists, and by globalists. And the global overthrow, the Great Reset, is the ultimate goal. Well, our founding fathers did warn us. They warned us very clearly. They expressed their concerns that one day, one day we would have to face a corrupted government and deal with it. Those founding fathers of our nation did believe that there would be a time when we might have to defend the Constitution. And yes, even fight for it. And that time has come. It is here. The time is here and now. Do you recognize how the war began? It started all with a planned pandemic, what we call a pandemic. The pandemic at the very beginning of this whole thing it was very poorly understood by all americans and so what happened fear dominated many lives but the perpetrators of this plan to carry out this crime against humanity they understood very well perfectly well what they were doing they even told us ahead of time fauci stated that we would be challenged by a pandemic and that new protocols and new scientific experimentation would be forced upon us. This is exactly what the fraud Fauci told us. He told us that we are about to face something new, something cataclysmic. The pandemic had been planned for years, and they knew what they were doing. 
we have to stop saying we're living in crazy times. These people are crazy. Are they insane? No, they are not insane. I have to give them credit. They are pretty intelligent in the way they're attacking us. They know what they are doing. They are not crazy people. They are not insane. They are knowledgeable in evil, and they are intent to overthrow America. Don't say they are crazy. Say the fact. The truth is these people are evil to the very core. They don't know God. They don't care an iota about the Constitution. They plan to overthrow our Constitution as soon as they can. But now a little time has passed, and we know exactly what they are planning to do. Anybody with half a brain can see what is taking place. Remember, let me refresh your memory. A harmless virus, coronavirus, that was infecting non-humans was intentionally modified into a bioweapon, and then it was intentionally unleashed from the Wuhan lab. Remember also that the injection was also created before the pandemic ever broke out. And this bioweapon also has now been let loose. And see the havoc it has already caused. And we have only seen the beginning of woes from the jab, from the shot. Do you know what's in that shot? Does anybody know what's in that shot? No, we actually don't know everything that's in it. Do we know what the boosters contain? Do we know how they are further modifying the boosters? No, but we do know enough. And that is that they are planning to overthrow our government. And remember that all of the elitists, the financial moguls, the billionaires who are funding this cause are all zero population growth uh, wannabes, desirees. They intend to wipe out a significant portion of the population globally because that is their chief focus in addition to power and control. And despite the fact that we know this, Many of you out there, many patriots, many Christians, many who claim to be good Americans and just want to live a normal, happy life in America, many are still complying. So many have complied and submitted to the enemy in the hope of getting back their freedom. How many times have we heard people say, I'm just tired of it. I want my life back. I'm going to get the jab. I'm just going to let them give it to me so that I can be normal again, be a normal human being and live, live a normal life. But does normal ever come back to you? No. Once you get the jab, then you suffer more persecution under a government that plans to destroy you completely. Every time we submit to the enemy, we empower the enemy just a little bit more. And their power is growing daily simply 
because we submit. You have to remember that the injection and the virus were patented. These were bioweapons and they've been let loose. And we are now suffering severely from that. You know, we, we just don't know how many people have actually died from this modified coronavirus. And that fact will elude us for all time in history. We will never know how many people actually died from this modified coronavirus. We will never actually know how many people have died from the jab because the jab has caused so many medical problems, so many complications uh, that will not be listed as complications to a so-called vaccine. But despite all the evil that we see, we are still complying. We are still disorganized and scattered. And all the while that Corona mania continues to rage, the enemy grows stronger. What are we seeing right now? We see more taxation. We see more oppression, more unemployment. We see more sorrow. We have faced more threats, threats now, for example, of the Grinch Fauci, again, trying to steal your Christmas. We are being threatened with shots for kids, despite the overwhelming of evidence of harm in kids and kids who do not die from COVID-19 unless they are severely obese, severely otherwise compromised because of their own poor health. We are facing a time of sorrows and we will see more hopelessness unless we become effective warriors against the oppressor. And what are they doing now? You can expect this. Now they're coming for our guns. This is their last crucial step to achieve victory. They cannot completely overthrow America without taking our guns because we may choose to fight back, to defend our families, to defend our homes, and to do what the founding fathers told us to do if such a government as we now have arises, and that is to attack and destroy that government. That's plain and simple. That is constitution. That is the wisdom that we have been given by our very founding fathers who said, watch out, it's coming. And we are there. And therefore, now is the time for all American people to unite as a joint force against this new American dictatorship. We are no longer a free republic. We either fight effectively as a unit now or we perish. We have the same options as in the first revolutionary war. It sounds depressing, doesn't it? People don't want to fight. I hear people comment sometimes when I say we are at war and they say, but think of all the bloodshed. Oh, really? Think of all the bloodshed that will happen, all the deaths, all the suffering that will take place because we do nothing. Well, there is a glimmer of hope. As the oppression continues to escalate, and it will continue, I'm seeing even in America that resistance is growing. New groups, for example, are cropping up everywhere, all with some form of resistance. 
I am seeing that people are beginning to educate other people. I am seeing people who are protesting and saying, no, I do not accept that my child will be vaccinated. I have that choice as a parent to control the health, to support the health of my child. I will go against critical race theory, despite the fact that now the Department of Justice is getting their dirty hands involved in trying to take down you, the parent who has all authority over your children. Mothers are resisting. They're fighting back. People are saying, I've had enough. And this is great. But we are still way too fractionated. We are too divided. If you look in the state of Oregon, where I reside, we have all kinds of groups who are doing all kinds of great things. We have Oregonians for America, Open Oregon, Free Oregon, People's Rights, Oregonians for Fair Elections, Oregon Watchdog, the Oregon Tea Party, and many others. But we are impotent if we don't join forces. We have to unite. We're also seeing glimmers of hope because of civil disobedience. And when you hear those words, some people think that civil disobedience is a bad word. It's a bad thing. It's something that good people cannot do. That's a bunch of nonsense. You look throughout the entire scriptures, and when righteous people disobeyed, just as Jesus did, just as many of the great prophets did, just as the apostles did, whenever we resist evil, we are civilly disobedient to a rogue government. But civil disobedience means obedience to Jesus Christ. It means obedience and faithfulness and loyalty to our constitution. And it is becoming more prevalent now than ever. And I am proud of all the patriots who are finally standing up and saying no. I mean, just look at the college football games. Nobody's masking. Everybody is saying, that's it. We are rebelling. Were, were these people stopped from entering the stadium? Were they somehow thwarted in their freedom that they claimed? No. Let there be a lesson in that. When we stand together as a group, and there are many, many more patriots than the other side, we can make a huge difference. Yes, they were not masking. And there was that vulgar chant that we keep hearing. It's being heard everywhere in sports uh, arenas and music concerts. Um, I wouldn't choose those words, okay? I don't want to be vulgar. But in the message is hope. In the message is a people, a group of people, a nation who are saying, we love freedom. We love freedom and we will not cow down, bow down to a tyrant. And I like that. Look around, even those who have been blindly compliant up to this point are finally starting to complain and fight back. Even the NBA, who as a group bowed to the CCP, the Communist China group, these basketball players are speaking up and some of them have a very good common sense message. I am proud of them. We're seeing some famous singers, some rappers, even actors are finally speaking up and saying, I've had enough. I want to be on the other side. I want to be on the side of righteousness. I want to be on the freedom fighter side. 
and even some in the very highly oppressed medical community. Remember, they are all hired hands. They, whose hands are tied, are saying enough is enough. They are quitting. Some doctors have quit. Many have been terminated, me included. Many nurses have quit. Many are losing their jobs. And as they are losing their jobs, they are joining the fight. What is our crucial flaw as patriots? We are scattered and disorganized. We have to analyze and accept that fact. We have to analyze it and say, why? Why are we not united? Why cannot we unite as the sinister Communist Democrat Party has done? Well, look at the Democrat Party has control of the media, and therefore censorship is rampant. And remember that censorship is a violation of the First Amendment. That makes it a federal crime. Is Zuckerberg doing anything uh, illegal? Yes, he's a criminal who belongs in prison or worse. Same thing for Twitter Jack. These people are criminals and they're getting away with it and they are smiling. They are smug because they think that they know they can get away with it. Well, censorship does make it harder to organize, but it's not impossible. Another reason why we are scattered and disorganized, a lot of people are simply majoring in the minors. Now, I say that with some hesitancy, because what do you call a major issue and a minor issue? Well, many are focusing on important but single isolated topics. If you're in medicine, then you tend to focus on medicine. Medicine is the vehicle they are using to effect this coup. We have to recognize that, and therefore, we have to learn something about medicine. We also have people who are actually taking up the banner against voter fraud. Now, I don't consider that a minor issue. That is a major issue. It is a critical crime that must be stopped. We must have, we must have a 50-state audit. And then we look at others who are being forced to close because of business mandates and other requirements uh, whereby people can be employed or not employed. And it has to do with the vaccine passports, with the jab, uh, whether or not you've had it. We have the new Jim Crow laws that are being implemented in, in many cities. They're all blue cities and in blue states. We have other people majoring in majors, and they are single but very crucial issues such as abortion. Abortion is a vital, a vital issue. If you have no respect for the unborn child in the womb, then you have no respect for anybody, including God, including yourself. You are evil. You are bowing down to Satan himself. You see, these are all happening because of a root problem which really has not been confronted. And that is our disorganization. We have not united. I'd like to take a little break right now and then come back and discuss that crucial flaw and then determine how we might overcome it in an effective means. I'll be right back. 
cancel culture is determined to destroy our history, bringing violence and terror to city streets, America Out Loud will enhance its own message of love and honor for the American traditions and constitutional values that have always been the backbone of what America means. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast-paced 21st century. In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall. Science-backed nootropics to sharpen focus, concentrate longer, enhance recall, improve mental speed, learn rapidly, and be more alert. It's a pill-free brain supplement made with maximum absorption technology, designed to feed our brains at the cellular level. Take it for a test drive. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Focus Plus Recall. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Welcome back to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Today, I've been trying to discuss a crucial flaw, a problem that is causing us to be weak, and that is that we are scattered and disorganized. And what I'd really like to focus on is what we must actually do to join forces in order that we might save our republic which is now sinking under the oppression of the puppet Biden regime. Our crucial flaw has been caused by a number of big obstacles, things that are hard to fight, including censorship and perhaps majoring in the minors and group loyalties and the ever-present sin of human pride. What it tells us is that when we do not fight the most important things, we lack priorities. And this is another great problem that leads to our disorganization. What is the most important thing to focus on? Well, of course, is to defeat the enemy. Have we identified the enemy? How do we do that? Well, look around. The Constitution is no longer the ruling force in America. It is no longer the standard by which we live and rule the land. You know, all the protests that we have done is great, but what have all our protests accomplished so far? Have they accomplished anything? I'm not so sure that they have, but we must thwart the enemy in whatever way that we can. And as the enemy escalates the oppression against us, well, we can continue to fight defensively and we'll always be defending, but the enemy will always be there attacking. We have to mount an offensive. We have become dependent 
upon our government. Way too dependent. Remember that the government's purpose is not to take care of the people, to finance us, to give us anything as far as security other than the security from oppression itself and from lawlessness. That is the single purpose of government. We have seen a government that is not doing its job because of what the founding fathers specifically expressed as a concern. We have three branches of government that are intended to balance each other in power so that one does not monopolize the other. But what we've actually seen is that they, the three branches have come together and united as one so that they are now entirely defunct with regard to the constitutional law and with regard to a three-tiered government. They are not operating in such a way that they protect us from tyranny. The executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch are all working together. And has either party... Democrat or Republican, has either of them done their job in truly defending the Constitution? Where is accountability? It's completely absent. That's what I discussed last week. It is completely absent. So how do we overthrow this government that needs to be overthrown right now? How do we overcome our fatal flaw of disorganization? Let's face it, we are in a race for power. There is a power between good versus a power uh, of evil, and the government versus the people is the battle at hand. The communist Democrat racehorse now seems to be ahead by a nose, and they only have three years. They know that they are in a do-or-die situation, and so are we. And so what do we do? Well, we have to become a unified force. A long time ago when I first started this show, and this was the basis for unity without compromise, I appealed to the Lord's Prayer. The real Lord's Prayer is in John 17, not Matthew 6. Jesus, before he went to the cross, prayed to his Father that we might all be one that they may be one, was the Lord's prayer. Of all the things that he could have prayed for, he prayed that they may be one. Now, in reality, will it ever happen? Will all Christians, all disciples of Christ be one? No. No, it's not possible. There is too much evil in the world. Did Jesus know this? Yes, of course he knew this. Then why did he pray for it? Why did Jesus pray for unity among his followers? Because if we strive for unity, we will become much stronger as a fighting force for righteousness. To the full extent that we are a unified force, that is how strong we will be. And the first step in becoming a unified force is to recognize, first of all, just recognize our greatest weakness. Our weakness is a lack of a unifying leadership. The second thing that we must identify 
is our primary objectives in winning this war. If we continue to protest this and that, we make a lot of noise and we accomplish nothing. We must identify the critical targets and we must deprive the enemy of those weapons that are being targeted against us. What are they? What are the critical things? Well, voter fraud is one. If we cannot restore voter integrity in America, then we will never again be a free republic. If we do not get control of our open borders to the south and to the north, but mostly to the south, then we have no nation. We have no protection. The Democrat Party is counting on allowing all of these people, these illegal immigrants, to come in with the hope that they will vote Democrat until the vote is no longer required, until the time that the dictatorship is completed, until we can be disarmed. But the primary objective in winning this war are voter fraud and open borders and defending the Constitution. Remember that coronamania, the virus, the modified souped-up coronavirus, is simply a vehicle to achieve an end, which is the overthrow of our government. Censorship is a key point. We must have a platform that has integrity to the Constitution. Furthermore, we must identify the key warlords and do justice to them. We know who they are. They've already been identified. They are targets in a war. If we don't face this fact, they will destroy you and I. They will overthrow America. The third step in becoming a unified force after we recognize our weakness and after we identify our primary objectives in winning this war is that we must recruit strong and capable leaders. We need proven warriors who have common sense, men and women who are patriotic and who are willing to sacrifice all and not be so interested in taking all the glory. We must also in the recruitment of these leaders, identify a single commander-in-chief. Now, when we think of a single commander-in-chief, probably most of you are thinking about President Donald Trump. Well, it might very well be a good choice. Could there be another? Sure, there could. No one human being is God. There is no guarantee that President Trump will be with us. God will decide his fate. We must identify, however, a single commander-in-chief to organize us, and somebody has to be willing to assume that position. And in order for that leader, that one commander-in-chief, to be effective, we need a solid platform, a social media platform, to communicate messages and instructions without censorship. This is a must. Can it be done? Why not? Why not? If we make it our priority, anything can be done. 
And the fourth step is that we must join forces, join hands and and become a united house, a house not divided. And we must focus on the targets that must be destroyed and destroy them. We need to work together to accomplish unified goals, and we need to major in the majors. The fifth step is that we need to escalate our resistance in every way possible. And I am talking to the point that we become offensive and stop playing the ineffective defensive game. What examples do we have? We need to identify the targets such as unmasking. Nobody forces you to wear a mask. Nobody forces you to put that mask on your face. It is the mask of shame. It is symbolic. It symbolizes to everybody who sees you that you have submitted to a pathetic evil government. Take off the mask. We need public awareness campaigns because some people do only listen to and watch CNN news and NBC and MSNBC and all the rest. We need to educate people and that means speaking up. And yes, it takes boldness. I know that so many people don't want to speak simply because they fear retribution. They fear being yelled at. They fear being shouted down. You don't need to shout. All you need to do is speak the truth quietly and in love to try to reach their heart. And you will be amazed at how many people you can reach. We need to be the resistance. We need civil disobedience like never before and rather choose obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to group together as we do this. And we need not just one single attack, but repeat attacks. Don't just hit them once. Hit them until we take them down. Hit them until they are converted to truth. Keep on hitting them. There is a sixth step in becoming a united force. And really, this should always be the first step. And that is that we need to pray to our Heavenly Father who is merciful and kind and righteous and just. We need to pray for courage. We need to pray for discernment and for wisdom. The Bible says that if you pray for wisdom, God will give it to you. And we need wisdom. We need a revival in America of Christian doctrine. We need to pray that God will use you and me to promote real Christianity, not the watered-down popcorn version of Christianity that we so often see in America right now. Are you going to church online because your church doors are not open? You belong to a popcorn church. Let me just say it plainly. We need to pray that God gives you boldness and a willingness also to suffer for the cause of Christ. We need to pray for a servant's heart. The fact is that every one of us likes a little glory now and then. We like to feel important. 
but we must assume a servant's heart and say, I don't care if I get the glory. What's more important is that we give God the glory and that we are obedient and faithful as Christian warriors of righteousness. You see, if we do these things, then and only then will America ever become united and be great again. We must unite. The importance of knowing what you believe, by the way, and what you stand for cannot be overstated. We must always remember that freedom is a God-given right. If you're a patriot who doesn't understand this point, then you're going to be a very weak patriot. Furthermore, if you deny God, then you're but a clown in the carnival of fools. You have to overcome your doubts and your baggage if you reject the great Christian standard. Look at the evidence around you for God's existence. The Bible teaches, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. If you don't stand for God, then you can't stand possibly for the Constitution. It's as simple as that. You may as well be a communist Democrat, because that is exactly what they do. America is a Christian nation. If you claim to be a Christian and are still masking and still not gathering together in person for corporate worship, as we are told to do in the book of Hebrews, assembling together and not forsaking the assembling together of one another, then you are living against God's will. If your preachers are just keeping, justifying, actually keeping the doors closed and submitting to a government that tells them they cannot worship, they are serving Satan, not God. They have compromised the church. If you have any doubt, any doubt at all that America is a Christian nation, then take a trip to Washington, D.C. and look around. Learn a lesson from history. There is scripture all over the place on those buildings and on those memorials. If you think there is any other religion in the world besides Christianity that could produce the likes of a free nation such as the United States of America, then you need to study world history a little bit deeper. And you need to be honest with yourself as you draw conclusions from history. Apart from the one true God, we are powerless to accomplish any lasting good. Remember this. This is a fact. These are the facts of history. It was Christianity that ended slavery. It was Christianity that elevated a woman's status to the point of a human being who should be fully respected. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. What does it say? It says, husbands... Love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. That's a lot of love. That's a lot of respect for women. It was Christianity that has taught us to defend the weak and to help the poor, to defend the most helpless of all, the human beings who have not yet been born, who reside in mommy's womb. Abortion is murder. Do we defend them? Christianity says you must. 
It is Christianity that has come to the aid of every nation. It is Christianity that has caused us to even help rebuild our defeated enemies like Japan and Germany, because the Bible says, love your enemies. It is Christianity that has revolutionized the world for good. And if you are a real Christian and not a popcorn Christian, you are a part of this revolution. The Spirit of God empowers us. Spirit, capital S. The Bible inspired all of America's greatest founding documents, the authors of those documents. Read those documents and see how many times the authors appealed to God as the giver of basic inalienable human rights. Read the Bible and you will understand where the Judeo-Christian ethic actually came from and how and why America became the greatest champion of liberty that the world has ever, ever known. We must realize that apart from God's grace, we haven't a chance in the world to win this war in which we are now fighting. But through the power of Jesus Christ, we can do all things. We can have a victory. If we are willing to compromise in small things, however, then we will surely compromise in big things. But to win this war, we must never, never compromise in any way with the enemy. Never compromise the Bible as our standard of faith and our standard of righteous and holy living. To join forces in a freedom fight means certain things. It means to actively work toward that end of living free by every way possible. It means that we keep the focus on the most important things, and it means that we stay tuned in to what's happening around us and never be afraid of the truth. I am convinced that some people watch mainstream media because of a fear of what the truth might really expose. They're comfortable in their setting of following a government that takes care of them or claims to take care of them. To actively to work toward the end of living free, we must never miss an opportunity to do good and to speak truth and to expose evil. Those three things, as you go about your daily walk, do good, speak truth, expose evil. We must realize that to join forces in the freedom fight means to put aside all human pride and glory seeking. Work hard and let that hard work be your gift to God and be satisfied in that. Don't seek the praise of men but the praise of God, men will quickly forget your achievements, your accomplishments, your suffering, but God will never forget it. And we are promised in scripture that God will reward you for every good deed that you have done. Don't be ruled by pride. You will compromise the cause of righteousness and goodness.
To join forces means to have the courage to speak and to act as first a true ambassador of Jesus Christ above all things, and also to be an ambassador for your country, to defend the Constitution. To join forces in a freedom fight means to work together, to support each other, to share our strengths, our ideas, our unified goals. It means to return to our roots. We must understand that the Holy Bible is our one true standard for an honest government, for holy living, to be set apart, to make America great again, and to oppose all evil wherever it may appear across the globe. Don't forget that the specter of communism and a global reset, meaning a one world order, is before us right now. That is the ultimate goal. America still carries the torch of freedom for the world, but the torch has grown very dim since the COVID pandemic was unleashed. Recognize it. We have fallen simply because we have become weak of mind and body. We've become sloppy and callous and fat and complacent, and it needs to change. The longer we wait... To attack this enemy, the greater will be the bloodshed. Lives will be sacrificed as never before. We are now in the midst of a genocidal act. We are in oppression like never before. Many, many people have suffered and died already. You know, you have loved ones who have perished because of the coronavirus attack on America because of the vaccine, because of all that they have done to oppress us. If America is defeated, it won't make any difference whatsoever, whether you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat or an independent or even a communist. Every person alive will live only to serve the few elites. It's very hard to imagine a world like that, especially imagining such a world in America we, where we have been so free that we have taken it for granted because we can do whatever we want to do, or at least we could until the time of the pandemic. If you want a little, uh, uh, a way of grasping this, watch the movie Hunger Games where a dystopian world exists and where all the districts exist simply to serve the needs of the elites. That's what's coming if we allow ourselves to become the slaves who are starving and forever oppressed to serve the elite few. This happened in the Hunger Games until they rose up and rise up, we must do and we must do it now. No freedom-loving human being ever wants to live in a caste system where you are a serf, a peasant, a slave to the elites who have it their way, who are as lawless as can be. Everyone has their own sphere of influence. 
Use it. Will you please use it to unite all Americans toward a common goal? We do have the power of the people to make America free again. This is our plight now. Not make America great again. We need to become free before we can become great. And freedom comes from God. We are not presently a free republic. Realize this and do something about it. The freedom fight is always a grassroots fight. That means that you can make all the difference in the world. Let's not be fooled twice. The war is very self-evident to all by now who understand what freedom really is and what America really is at its core. We must now do what needs to be done. Take the first step, read your Bible, live by this standard. If you want to understand the Bible, read my book, Unity Without Compromise, a biblical basis for Christian union. If we do not unify, we do not have a country. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve LaTulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We have a great team of warriors, of freedom fighters, of patriots to the very core. Please join us and become a patriot for the sake of your country and for the sake of your God. Until next week, adieu.